You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 319 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good, good. What's happening in Gina world? Oh, it's an exciting day here. Uh, mm. our, the Premier of our state just announced that uh, all retail uh, will be opening uh, in in a couple of days, and uh, the, the all the lockdown restrictions are, are slowly being eased. It's been a long few months, uh, but you know we got it's there. So good. big, big uh, shout out to all the, the uh, fellow Melbourne li- listeners who have suffered along with me. It's it's going to be. I, I don't know even know what I'm going to do first. It's just like, the, <laughs> you know. Because now it's like you think, okay, I need something like you need something from the hardware store or technical gear. I needed some gear for my trigger, which we'll talk about today, Val, in the show. We've got a great show um, coming up today. We're going to be, I'm going to do a a full review on the new Photoshop 2021 update. And then uh, we're also going to do, uh, dedicate a show to doing splash photography, which is something that every... Uh, not only product photographers can use, but also lifestyle and portrait photographers can use these techniques, and it's a fantastic way to add life to your images. So, like in the part in the past few months, because the only stores that are open are chemists and um, you know food stores like supermarkets and things like that. So, if you need a little you know giga giga you know or doodah hickey for your <laughs> some piece of equipment you've got to think of it in advance and then you're thinking of like well when will that be delivered and um so yeah it's going to be amazing i can't wait and go get my hair done my nails done and uh they're gonna have to get the um angle grinder out for people to get you know haven't had their nails done for ages first world (laughs) problem i know but still so yeah i'm excited to be able to go to a restaurant again and uh, yeah it's amazing Super day, really good day. Right, very yeah. yes. Because t- today, as we record, uh, Melbourne has recorded zero, zero no, deaths, no but cases, also zero cases no, of yeah, community transmission. Nothing. Mm. It's just fantastic. Huge success, uh, but a lot of sacrifice to get us there. But the, you know, pretty pretty chuffed with that. That's a great result. Calling it yeah. Donut Day on Twitter. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, all right, fantastic. So where do we start uh, with what we're going to talk about this week, which is splash photography and also a review on the new Photoshop 2021 update? 
let's get the uh, the Photoshop up a review, my review. I've been um, having a really good look at the new Photoshop mm-hmm. update, the 2021 update. And there was um, what's the the convention that your your um, sculpture was at, Val? Because that was a big thrill for you. What what, what what's yes, it called? Adobe the Adobe Max conference. And yeah. big shout out to Danny from our community who was kind enough to alert me to the fact that my you know five meter sculpture, which was on Sydney Harbour earlier yeah. this year, was up there on the screen at the uh, Adobe Max conference. So thank so you, Danny, exciting. for letting me know. So, yeah. Now, it's not like, you know, it was just like obviously people who lived in uh, Australia or went to Sydney to the uh, Lunar Festival could see that sculpture. Uh, oh, God, it was this year, Val. I can't believe this it. This year, it's I like know. like a lifetime ago. I know. Uh, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to, to see it this year and now the entire world gets to see your giant cock. I'm so <laughs> proud of you, Val. I really, you know, this is next level stuff for Typically, you, isn't it? Typically, everybody, it's because my sculpture was of a rooster and that is why Gina that, said that. It's the correct terminology, Val. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, um, and that's all I meant by that. So, yeah, of uh, course. fantastic conference, uh, yeah, that, that Adobe have put on and, and uh, also uh, whoever all the clever cookies are that have been uh, working on uh, the upgrades to Photoshop. Like every year it just gets better and I think, well, what else can they do? Well, and then they bring it. So the first one I want to talk about is what they've done is Photoshop have added a new AI sky replacement feature. Now, last year I talked about a new wow. plugin for Photoshop, which was called Luminar Pro, which had done the same thing. And it was kind of okay and I and in my review then I said Luminar is really targeted towards hobby photographers but there was this AI sky replacement that they had uh, uh, been you know they had created that I said it's okay and they, you know you can use it as a you know uh, if you're planning images and it kind of works all right Photoshop have taken that and obviously they're all working on this stuff at the same time and taken it to the next level and they've created something so good, Val. It's so, so fast. So um, I'm going to try something a bit different while I chat to you. I'm going to actually do a screen recording as I chat so that hopefully I can put that (laughs) in the show notes. Um, Yes. All right, so basically you've got the um, – oh, hang on, it's, it's counting me down. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've got your, uh, your image, and it doesn't matter how detailed the image is, the Photoshop AI uh, sky replacement, and it's sort of a, a one-click, and you'll get a little drop-down menu that comes up, and you can Photoshop give you all these uh, inbuilt skies that you can use, and one-click, and uh, an example image that uh, I've, I'm recording now as we speak, so I'll put it in the show notes, is uh, my Birdman image from India, where it's in the background is mm. so cluttered, and there's birds flying in the air, and there's power lines and Photoshop have replaced the sky uh, in one click. And then there's, um, wow. you've, got, you've got like little adjustments and that 
and things that you can do uh, with that but um, and and workarounds and you can change the sort of the temperature of the sky and the brightness of the sky uh, to suit your foreground image and there's all these like great little tweaks but what I love the most and this is why Photoshop is king is that it allows you to output that adjustment as a new layer and then mm. what Photoshop do is they organize that entire adjustment into its own little folder with the layer mask that, that shows the cutout for the sky and also your foreground lighting. And you can then go back in and adjust everything really quickly. It's, it's a brilliant. And so what I've done is um, created a... I wonder if that worked, my little recording. I've lost you, haven't I? No, no, no it worked. Yeah, that's good. So um, <laughs> that was my first time doing that. So I just wanted okay. to have a try because it's good important. Good thing because, that you can multitask no, while no, you're... No, but because the reason I want to do it is down the track, I'd like to do more podcasts about editing that we can um, yes. include some video in. So it was a good little test. Uh, so... Um, but I took this one step further and I've done a, a real deep dive tutorial for the gold community members and that's come out today where I go through all the ins and outs of using this sky replacement technology and um, and then taking it to the next level. So for gold members, you can check that out. All right, then uh, the other really cool thing uh, that in, new in Photoshop is the one I shared with you, Val, which is the pattern tool and I thought you would yeah. like that. So you had a little play with that and enjoyed it well i didn't play with it because i don't have right that version of photoshop oh, but, but you I saw really... the video and yes yes yeah um so basically it's going to be great for textile designers and fabric designers and any surface pattern designers who um or, or you know any photographers who want to get into surface design who want to turn their artwork into patterns so, or you may even have a bunch of images, like you could have uh, photographs of phone booths, for argument's sake, yeah, and um, phone booths from around the world. But you might want to arrange them into wallpaper. Well, right. to arrange them into wallpaper, it needs to be in a pattern that's repeated, so that it can be printed you know, in a repeat and matched up when you line the wallpaper up. And so this pattern tool is for that. It's very exciting. Amazing. Yeah. So it's, mm. it's just gotten, um, it's just gotten so cool, uh, the technology. And I think that one will come in really handy. The other one that I think uh, is good uh, not great yet, but you can see the potential for it. So what they've done, the first bit, which is uh, actually uh, a, something that you can download if you've got the updated version of Photoshop 2021, is they've got a new skin smoothing feature. And again, this was something that was in Luminar Pro. If I was the makers of Luminar, I'd be, a I'd be a little bit annoyed. So whether they've bought it out and uh, used some of the technology, I don't know, but it looks very similar, but a little bit better because what you can do, and you can see in the show notes, Val, where I've got uh, an image of Paul, the raw file, um, mm. before where his skin is like, you know, normal skin of a guy. Mm. And then mm. with one click, basically, I can apply the skin smoothing. And what it does is it gets rid of any little blemishes and uh, it just smooths over the skin and it, it gives it that, you know, um, oh yeah, I woke up like this. I always look this amazing. So, but it's still... Mm 
pretty good that it doesn't completely remove everything so there are like you know still shadows under his eyes and still the highlight but where it's really good is that it then outputs that selection to its own layer and so as a retoucher you can then use that to um, refine what photoshop has done and sort of make it your own so you can knock back the opacity and things like this Mm. where i think this skin smoothing is super handy for portrait photographers is if you're the kind of portrait photographer where you've done this great shoot you know six different looks for um, someone and you want to give them the proofs and you want to make sure that you get the most bang for your you know but you make a lot of money out of the shoot is if you were to not everyone can visualize a shot and go oh, okay I know how this is going to look when it's retouched right so imagine mm. if you could give the all your images a light edit which is a lot what a lot of photographers do before they send out proofs I certainly give them a lot like a light edit before I send them out so they look as good as possible but Imagine if you could do this with one click and apply it, do the first one and then apply it to all of them and then you send out all your proofs look amazing so that people go, oh my God, I love mm. myself sick in these photos. So that's <laughs> where it's amazing. So that is actually already, you can install that in Photoshop, use it on your desktop, on your laptop, and that's all there. What they've also done, Val, is they've created uh, some newer features filters in a in a beta testings or is it better or beta 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 i did neither (laughs) 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 what's the word how do you say it beta beta right b-e-t-a right beta testing which is like um (laughs) where they're gathering information so what these particular tools are all cloud-based so when you click on and show to say to photoshop i want to use these other uh face um adjusting tools it'll all be Mm. uh from the cloud and it's clever stuff but it's still a bit sci-fi looking so the first one that is there's is a happy filter val that you can apply to your images so you can see uh and there's images in the show notes if you want to see examples of these so i've got a photo and you can find the show notes at ginamilitia.com i've got a photo of paul the raw file where he's uh it's just a like a slight smile. His lips are definitely closed and it's not a big cheesy smile. I applied the happy filter at 100% mm-hmm. and Photoshop oh thinks about it, looks on, looks around on the internet, finds photos similar of, of oh uh, Paul God. and adds teeth, Val. And he's That's got a smile. Amazing. It's bizarre. It's scary. It's frightening what, what the is. future is like. This is what's ahead. So this is so obviously everyone that's doing it, it's just going to get better and better and better. But it's pretty good, isn't it? It's amazing because <laughs> there's a happy filter. There's an angry filter, which yeah. makes him. So you I've know, got the angry filter where he's scowling and his eyes look, look scowly and then, um, you know, so I applied like that. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah, and but then, he looks angry. And then there's an yeah. ageing filter where you can go yeah. and make him look like he's in his look 60s. like Jeff Daniels. Yeah, and so they're already using this AI technology a lot in movies where they'll, uh, they'll either yeah. age or reverse age people. Like, yeah, this have has you been seen that Will for... Smith movie? Yes. The one that's yeah. out now where he's oh, no. pla- there's the younger version of himself. He's fighting the the younger version of himself. Yeah, so the younger versions look really good. And what was the – there was a a movie out last year that was um, 
or De Niro and all of those guys were in it. It slipped my mind, but they had to reverse oh, yeah. age all of those and it was it was pretty amazing. Right, so they've d- done that. So I did both with Paul. I aged him and then reversed aged him. And, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, he, it does look like he, a, a younger version of him. They add For slightly sure. more hair. They darken the greys and they smooth the – which so – yeah, we should play around with our images and uh, see what we come up with. So there's other th- there's other features as well that you can um, you can have uh, makeup from one photo, completely different photo, and you can ask Photoshop to apply that makeup to the to that person. So if you like, you, you get like I tried it with uh, the Joker and tried to do it on Paul. It didn't didn't work really well. So there's some of the tools are just a bit. I don't know, daggy or like kind of, because I'm kind of looking at these going, some of them, I'm like, Photoshop, really? Who uh, who are you targeting here? Because it's like if you've got Photoshop, you're pretty, I think, serious about photography, right, and design. Mm -hmm. And this kind of, like if you're listening, this has cheapened you a little bit, Photoshop. I still adore you and I don't want you to get offended by this, but just those, (laughs) there's a few filters in there. Please take them off because, you know, they're, they're making you look a little bit cheap. And please don't lower yourself to Instagram. Let Instagram rise to Photoshop. Um, that's just my thoughts on that. But everything else, okay. absolutely fantastic. And I will do so that today uh, for the Goldies, you've got a deep dive into that sky replacement filter. And then I will also do a deep dive into, because the, the other one, that um, the, the new adjustments to uh, image selection is uh, fantastic. So it's just made light work of everything for those photographers who love comping images and working with lots of cutouts where you've got lots of hair and they're usually difficult and complicated jobs you still need to do some work but photoshop has just made it a lot easier so sky replacement a plus the skin smoothing i give it a b plus the uh the the crazy young and old filters no um, and the yeah the the it was that all of them and the cu- cutting out amazing a plus as well so good on your Photoshop fantastic fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. so I'll do a deep okay. dive into all of those and create extended tutorials uh, yeah down the track on those for the uh, for the Goldies yeah so good stuff Photoshop exciting times very exciting and if you want access to that kind of um, advice and guidance and tutorials and be part of the goldies which is the gold community have a listen to this this podcast is brought to you by the gold community if you're wondering what it's like to be a member of the gold community over at genomilitia.com i asked jenny paul why she joined my main uh, interest was to uh, have access to you. I just like wait with bated breath to see, you know, what's Gina gonna think about this? What's Gina gonna think about this? Or I gotta show this to Gina. I do love the community aspect. Uh, VJ Brito, I think, is working on headshots and I'm like learning so much from all of his shoots that he does and getting to see like behind the scenes how he set it up. I also love to have access to your tutorial 
tutorials and I watched those over and over and over like finally I was like okay I think I got this and I went and tried it and there's always new stuff and that's really exciting and just keeps my uh, interest flowing I have so much confidence I have been doing paid gigs now I understand things way better and like I'm critiquing my own work <laughs> I would definitely recommend the gold community how cool is that that we can you know tap into all of your experiences and all the wisdom you've gained from all your years of doing this and and you're so humble with just the genuine nature of your help with the gold community i love it i love it <laughs> if you'd like to find out more about the gold community just go to genomilitia.com and click on join the community All right, so this week we're talking about splash photography. This is really cool. What made you think of this, yeah. Gina? Well, I've just been, it's been something that I've been wanting to try for ages and I've been talking to you guys about how I got a trigger. I got a Myops trigger <laughs> with a laser and it's got, it, it can trigger via, you trip the laser or you can um, trip, uh, you can, it'll, it'll react from sound and uh, also from light. And I wanted to test it out with some splash photography and it's something that I've been wanting to do for ages. So I thought I'd do a deep dive for this show and um, show you guys how to do it because what it is is it's like freezing splashes of liquid you can use it um, to add life to product photography you can also use it for your portrait photography and the great news is you don't need a lot of gear. So if you're just starting out, I did a version um, today where I was just using sunlight, a tripod, and a, and a camera. That's it. That was all the equipment I needed, and I got some really cool shots using that technique. And then you can also take it next level, and I did a, a whole series of drink shots uh, where I was using my trigger as well to uh, fire off the shots, and, and using the trigger helped me get absolutely absolute accurate splash shots so let's um let's uh get into it val and, and yeah. talk about how it's done and uh you know so i've got an image in the show notes again at genomilitia.com you can see but basically you know when you if you're photographing and it's not just like when you're a portrait photographer you might be asked to do some lifestyle food and beverage images and you should not be afraid of them you know we've got one mm. of the gold members today who's doing a massive shoot that she picked up um, was a bit nervous doing them but we worked together and workshopped the lighting and she's ready to go but like there is there is a lot of work out there in that food and beverage lifestyle um, industry and often you might be even if portraits are your specialty there might be a client that, that says hey I want you to take photos of all the crew in the restaurant and hey while you're here can you grab a few shots of this which happens all the time Val so especially when you're starting out I think it's a good idea to be able to be across everything and mm. also this is a thing I know that a lot of um countries in the world not doing so great with um covid at the moment and a lot of places as they're going into winter are going to go into lockdown again or quarantine where you're not going to be able to get out and about as much this sort of stuff is stuff that you can do in your kitchen on the you know at the kitchen table you just need a small area to do and it's fun val and it's a good skill to have so 
when you're doing like something like a photo of a drink you can make it kind of static and I did a shot and I've lit it you know using flash and I put a little bit of lime in and I've got my little bubbles of uh you know the from from the minerals from the mineral water in there and it Mm. looks okay right so you can see the image on the left and it's just like a static shot and now he's making me thirsty I know sorry (laughs) you know so you go yeah that's okay but then have a look at the image on the right how much life you can bring to the image I've got the lemons sort of exploding in the air and there's a splash of water and all the bubbles how much more alive does that image look you know are those lemons in the drink there's lemons in the drink yes the ones that are in the drink and then there's ones that are flying through the air as well so it's just like i just wanted to have that like this splash or you know and and i've also seen splash photography done with actual products so have a think about it if your client was uh you know, they made manufactured makeup and then suddenly they've come with this mascara that's waterproof. What mm. a great way to show waterproof mascara, but just by having it splashing with water all around it. Don't sure, you think? Yeah, yes, yeah, of course. Or waterproof makeup, you know, um, and uh, cereal. And there's so many things you can do. And these sort of, uh, the skills that, the, 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 the techniques that I use for these shoots are, is all stuff that I've discussed in earlier episodes in, in terms of, um, you know, at, at the start of the year, I gave you a whole set of um techniques that you could try at home for um building uh you know uh floating food and things like that so using composites in photography and uh so you can use all those skills or you can do these as a one-off shot so we'll start with entry-level basic splash photography val so all you need to do entry-level Flash photography and these I just uh, did these today because uh, the sun was out and uh, these are just outside so basically all you need is daylight and it needs to be sunny because to make splashes stand out and look great they need to be backlit not frontlit if you light from the front so if you've got the sun at your back and it's lighting flooding the subject the glass or the water it's going to look really flat so you're going to be better off if you backlit backlight the object so what i've done is i got some mineral water and some strawberries and some mint and um, set them up outside so that the the light they were backlit basically all right so sunny day light coming from behind cool and then basically I set my camera up on a tripod mm. and I framed up my image so I focused had, had my autofocus on and I focused on the glass all right on the glass and then the yes, front of I, the glass the front of the glass okay and then I turned my autofocus off so that is locking focus okay Mm. so you get a focus and then you turn it off and the reason i don't leave the autofocus going is when the uh, camera is searching for focus constantly Mm. if you are tossing items around the frame you might have a strawberry or something Mm. and the and the and the camera will try and focus on that so that's Mm. why we lock focus and nothing's going to change and i'm going to keep my camera on the tripod and tighten everything and make sure that nothing moves all right and then 
what what you want is you want something for splash photography it's good to have a glass or i've seen people use fish tanks or large vases that you've you put filled with water and then that's what you're going to be dropping your items in to make them splash now there's a couple of ways to do the splash photography uh when you're just doing it on your own so what you want to do if it's just you and the camera and the splash that you want to catch you want to make sure that maybe you've got your camera so that it's uh not too far away that you can easily with if you're right-handed say with your left hand you're going to be triggering the camera mm. and with your right hand you're going to be dropping the items into the water you need to be a right? good shot you need to be a good shot and it needs practice, but I've found a, like a way that you'll guarantee that you will get a good shot. So at first, I just did this painstakingly going, I'm never going to get it because you've got to get the timing right. So if you have a really basic entry, entry level camera that it only takes one frame at a time, chick, chick you know, mm. right? Mm. Then I tried that technique first where basically I had my... Um, finger on the, the the shutter and holding the strawberries first and just as I let the strawberry go I pushed the shutter basically okay. and it took me about 10 goes before I got my timing right knowing that okay I need to actually let go and push or like let, have a, a millisecond because it's milliseconds you know how quickly the stuff drops so it's all about getting the timing right um, some other things that you want to be mindful of is in this instance when we're working with daylight it's the shutter speed that's going to freeze the action so you want to have make sure that mm. your shutter speed is nice and high mm. my shutter speed was one one thousandth of a second wow. for the shots that i've got in the show notes and you can see mm. that that has done a great job great at job. freezing the water like the little splashes and the droplets in the air it looks really but i really want to drink now but what's nice about um, using daylight to and fast shutter speed is at one one thousandth of the second because things are dropping down so quickly. Mm. Some of the strawberries have a tiny bit of motion blur, which makes it all a bit more realistic, mm. right? Mm. So that's what I like about it. But you, so you can go if you've got a, a camera that has a faster shutter speed, you can experiment with that. But just remember, the faster the shutter speed, the more um, light you're going to lose. So you'll need to crank up your ISO. The other thing I did is the first test that I did, I had my aperture wide open. So I was using my 100 millimeter macro lens and I had it at f2.8, very shallow depth of field. And I focused on the front of the glass and I was shooting at one one thousandth of a second i think i was at a, a thousand iso to get that even though it was backlit it's not it's not that bright a day today right mm. and i found that using that shallow depth of field uh that it didn't look real it didn't look great because like a, a lot of the, the background looked good because it was nicely out of focus but the strawberry started to fall out of focus and it just it didn't have that crispness that i wanted so i went back and uh, tried again, and this time I cranked up my um, ISO, uh, and so that I could get an f-stop of I think I was shooting at f5.6 this time, and that gave me a much greater depth of field, so that the entire glass is now in focus. And then I tried again. So that this time, instead of just 
dropping the strawberry and trying to coordinate the pushing the shutter mm. what i did is i'm like why don't i just try a high a burst of frames so there is a if, if certain most cameras will allow you to to either shoot single frame shutter whenever you press the button it'll just go chick click right mm. or you can have high burst mode where it'll do five ten frames depending on the uh what level your camera is like it'll just go when you take a shot so you press the shutter and it'll fire like 10 times right or five times so i set it to that instead and so now i've got uh, a lot more chances of nailing the shot so what i did is finger on the on the um shutter and I had a handful of cut strawberries and mint, right? Yes. And I held they them above. They look delicious too. Uh, uh, it looks really fresh, doesn't it? Because yes. we've got complementary colours as well. Held them above the glass. And also I've used a sparkling mineral water because that adds another sort of element. There's more bubbles in the water as well. And it, so it, it looks a lot better. And then what I did is I basically just held the strawberries above the glass and then just let them go and it took me a few goes to work out how high I needed to be uh, in order to get the splash but pretty much with that so I press the shutter and it's it takes five shots and you pretty much catch you know from the start to all the way to getting the splash to when the, the stuff has landed and then what you can do if you want to take and you can get this in one frame Okay, you, you don't need to do multiple frames, but if you want to take it next level, what I've done to add life is I did a whole series of these shots and then I was um, throwing strawberries and mint into the frame, across the frame, just so I got like that feeling of this explosion of freshness, right, mm. that's going into the glass. And, um, and what I did is I got two images and I merged them together using layer masks. So I've got one image where the strawberries and the mint are airborne. They haven't hit the water yet. And I've got another image where they've splashed into the water. Combine those two images using layer masks in Photoshop and masking the extra elements. So I've got a combination of two images and you get something that's just you know so much life and then you can take that even further and like you could just spend time just getting water droplets right to add and then you could add those extra water droplets using that same technique into the frame so i think from having something that's you know when you're photographing uh, liquids a you want to make sure that they're backlit because that lights them up and there's nothing no I wasn't using any fill or anything else like that this is just simply backlighting that shot and adding those splashes it just brings so much life to the shot doesn't it don't you think? yeah absolutely I think it, it just looks fantastic. so alive and dynamic and you just want to look at it and then again I didn't quite get a chance to do this but I will have a, another go is what I will do next time is I will have the glass with the mineral water when it's just poured and I will film. I will take like oh. a 15 second clip so that I can get the bubbles moving. Mm. All right. Then I will combine. And so this is going back to cinemagraphs that we talked about. There's a podcast episode from earlier in the year if you want to go and uh, check that out. But then I will combine the bubbles and that are moving 
combined with the frozen action around and that is very easy to do outside because it's all lit with natural light so that's uh you know um the the next thing that i'm going to um experiment with with that but for a camera a tripod and sunlight is what you need for that shot and very it's done cool. it's pretty very, very it, it cool. looks really cool for so, something so easy and uh you know if you've got uh, a large uh fish tank you can use that as your prop and you can just like get in a lot closer but just ex- just go outside for five minutes and um crank up your shutter speed crank up your iso um and uh have a play around with you know strawberries or light and so you know and different the higher you are from the 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 water and the higher the drop is the bigger the splash is going to be so be aware of that with in terms of like if you don't want to get water on your camera and uh this is great because you can do it outside and it's not like you're going to um mess up the floorboards or the carpet or anything like that okay so that's the basic way val so the next way you can take this to the next level is using flash all right, so again, basic gear, a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. Again, you need some sort of glass vessel. Uh, not necessarily because you could do this splash, you could do it with coffee in a coffee cup or things like that. But for this, um, these examples I'm using, uh, I used a glass and a large, a large vase as my um, containers. And then again, you need a tripod and you also want to make sure that you've got um, two speed lights and so i used two entry level speed lights i've got a godox and a yong nuo that um, uh, i and i had a, a godox trigger on the camera and that was firing the godox and then i switched the um the sync on the uh, Yong Nuo speed light so that it would uh, fire whenever it saw the flash. So using the optical slave that's in the Yong Nuo flash. So they both fired uh, when I fired off the uh, the Godox, right? Mm-hmm. And then tripod, and then you obviously need light stands uh, for your lights. And the other thing that you need are flash triggers. Now. This is a little bit harder to do with flash because um, you a lot of flashes. If you try that rapid fire, you'll miss every maybe um, you'll only get every third frame because the flash needs to recycle. Okay, so so it's like if you're just doing this manually, it's just a matter of getting that timing right. And um, what I found really helpful in trying to capture the splash manually is that I had a little remote trigger in my hand. So I had, and I didn't have to like lean over to the camera to to take the frame, right? So I had a remote trigger in my hand and then I just uh, played with different timings until I managed to get some splashes. Took me a lot of goes, but after a while you get into a groove and you do that. So um, that works the optional extra that changed everything and makes it so precise is the little trigger that I've been talking about that I've been playing a lot with, Valerie, and that is I bought a little Myops uh, remote trigger. And so what this does (laughs) is um, it basically, for this uh, particular setup, what I did was um, I had... Um, the the trigger is placed on a light stand uh, adjacent to my product, okay? 
on another light stand opposite the trigger and I've got um, a, a, a photo of my setup in the show notes as well and I've drawn in the laser that you can see but opposite the myops trigger is a one of those little pen lasers okay that is uh, attached to a stand and what you need to do is you need to line the, la- the laser up so that it's hitting the myops trigger and so you've got a laser beam that's going across the top of your product and so you know when uh, you watch all those uh, spy movies where you see that they're trying to break into the gallery and they have to maneuver their way across the floor without hitting any of the laser beams <laughs> that are the the alarm system you've seen those movies right well, this yeah. is similar how this is how this trigger works. So whenever the laser is broken, like the, the and the connection between uh, the laser and the myops trigger is broken, the camera fires. Okay, yes, it yes. fires the camera. So basically, what you can do is you can have the laser going across the top of your glass or the vase or the, whatever the vessel is that you're going to be dropping the items into. And then I can just stand there and, and all I needed to do was drop. And as soon as it cut across the laser, the flash, the, the camera and the flash fired. All right, which means that I could be absolutely precise. And what you've got, which is fantastic, is you've got this little delay that you can set in the trigger. And so if I was finding that, oh, by the time the flash goes off, the, 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 the product that I'm wanting to capture the splash with is already at the bottom of the glass. So mm. I need a, like a little bit of a delay. So I played around with the delay so I could actually get the trigger to fire as soon as it cut through the laser, I could get it to delay like a few milliseconds, five milliseconds, 10 milliseconds, and I could play with all those settings. So I could actually, in the end, get the the pieces of fruit in this instance in exactly the right spot and it would capture them airborne Amazing. and frozen. It just totally really cool. Amazing. Now, so it, for you got it took me a while to get this right with the MyOps trigger. So one of the things that they don't explain to you is when you buy the kit you need to get it's not just a generic trigger you need to get a little um cable that it that attaches the the myops trigger to your camera and it's camera specific so you need to make sure that you get the one that's for canon or for fuji or for nikon so that's really important and and then it comes as a kit the other thing that you don't, it doesn't come with is the actual laser, and there you can buy those for five bucks online, just like a little pen laser tool, right? And the other thing that you will need if you want to do this sort of photography is the cable that it comes with is only enough for you to have the trigger sitting on top of your camera and then attached to your camera. You can't actually take it off the camera, Um. which is kind of useless, my ops. I'm a bit cranky today, Valerie. I've had a go at everyone. I'm not going to have any friends left by the end of this podcast. Um... So, but there's a workaround, and and what that you can actually buy an extension cable, and um, mm-hmm. my ops sell one for about forty bucks, or you can get online and get one for about ten if you can if you know what you need to get. So, so um, you can get the extension cable, and then you can have this trigger right off the camera, far away. And then you can use whatever lens you want. And so the trigger is connected to the camera by a long cable, all right? And then there, there is a, the laser beam and then you're standing above. 
you hold your item above, it cuts through the laser and it goes off, mm. all right? And so this allowed me to capture um, some fantastic images and also you can really control the lighting. Now, a couple of things to be aware of. It's slightly different now. And we talked about using daylight to and shutter speed to freeze action all right so when you're using daylight the faster the shutter mm. the more action you're going to freeze yeah a little bit different with flash it's not the shutter speed that's freezing when you're right. using flash it's not the shutter speed that's freezing the action and it's people get a, a confused about this it's actually the flash that oh yes because the it's action. just there it's just a flash it's a yeah flash yeah. it's only illuminated and for a second yeah Another thing that comes Clever. into play is the duration of the flash. Now, I know flash, it, you know, it, it feels like all flash is the same. Mm. It's not. So when you've got these little speed light units and you think about like, yeah, and when you've um, got them powered to like half power, quarter power, it's just a tiny little that comes out, right? Mm. As opposed to, so this is a, a flash going, a speed light going off at quarter power right? It's very mm. quick. Now, if we turned it up to full power, right? It's like, you see the difference? <laughs> <laughs> there was a difference. So okay. it's like quarter power, full power is, okay, it was longer. It. The flash is open for longer. Now think about it. If you've got something that's powering through the air, like, and, and the, you know, something that you drop from a height, I don't, Sorry, math, physics, I don't know how quickly it goes. I just know it's very, very fast. Like you can barely see it with the eye. You don't see it. It's, go, it's gone so quickly. Mm -hmm. So the duration of the flash matters. And so if you want to actually get super, super crisp, sharp action motion shots, if you've got a very, very short duration, you're going to capture that flash a lot easier. So you want the ch, not the ch. Does that make sense? And there is a big difference between ch and ch. Okay, there's a big difference. So having said that, a lot of studio lights, like I know my Alenchrom studio lights, which I love to death. I love you, Alenchrom. They work and work and work and work. But one of the downsides of these Alenchroms is the flash duration is more like ch. Right. Right. And so when it comes to freezing action, not as good as using my speed lights, really? which I can power right down. So I was using my speed lights at like a quarter power mm. or an eighth power, a 16th power. They were the really low. And so the, the flash was really quick, really quick. Okay. Yes. So I froze all the little droplets of water. So that is something very important to remember. If you can, when you're lining your shots, start with a 16th or a 32, uh, you know, power, very low power. You don't need a lot of power. Mm. And then you can have your shutter speed at one one hundredth of a second, one two hundredth of a second. It's not really going to matter. It's the flash that's going to freeze the action. I hope that makes sense. It's the sound effects that, that got everyone across the line, I'm sure, Val. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Mm. So that's that. So now, the if you, not everyone's going to invest a couple of hundred bucks in this trigger, but if you are a beverage, food, product photographer, 
I reckon it's worth the investment to save you having to have an assistant come and stand and go, Dave, drop it now. No, on three. One, two. No, I said on three. Drop. No, you're dropping it on two. You don't understand, which is what happens, and it's frustrating. So this way you don't even have to have Dave there holding the thing. You can just do it yourself, and you know that no matter when you let it go, it's going to cross the, the laser and it'll fire the flash and you get absolute perfection mm. for your clients or for yourself. So, but if you don't have the MyOps trigger, it's still doable, but I think um, it's a lot easier than leaning over and trying to reach the camera trigger with your left hand and while you're dropping with your right hand might be a bit much. I found that the easiest way to do it was to have a remote trigger and they cost next to nothing. So you can buy those for like 10 bucks online or most cameras nowadays you can connect to your smartphone via the, yeah. the camera's um app so i know that my canon does it my fuji does it yeah. nikon do it so you download that app onto your smartphone and they'll all have a remote trigger so again you're holding the trigger in your left hand mm-hmm. and you have or the other way it depends on what hand well yes you prefer, that's right whatever hand yeah. you want hold it in your mouth i don't care just <laughs> you know do the shoot but you hold it in your left hand and you let the product go and it's just a matter of timing so you might find that you need to raise your hand a little bit higher so that it's got longer to drop so that you get the actual splash it's just a bit of uh playing around um to get it right so i recommend that before you do the flash setup that if you've not done this before just experiment outside using daylight the sunlight so you get some great results Mm. and then if you want to take it to the next level you can use flash so in terms of the lighting setup Val so it's a two light setup Mm. Uh, so what I did is I had the um, Godox uh, speed light uh, maybe behind my glass at a 45 degree angle behind so um and it's shining uh directly onto the glass and what i did is i didn't like the highlights that much that that was causing so i then put a diffuser in front of that just a the insert from my reflector just to um soften the light a little bit and then uh i just set up another little speed light uh, directly above my glass and Mm -hmm. that was lighting the glass from the top so that my lemons so i've backlit the lemons and i'm backlighting the water and i but i also needed to bring a little light in from the front just to give it a like a little pop of light so that's basically the light setup and then i've got a a black uh a cutter from my you know a reflector there on the back a black background just to uh minimize any distractions you don't want a busy background for this sort of stuff you just want a a nice clean background i've seen this done with uh white and gray backgrounds and it works really well and so uh pretty much that's it you just need to make sure that you keep um practicing and uh, eventually you get it right and then again you can use the technique that I used of combining multiple images. So I've got my um, shot where I had lemons falling into water and the splash comes up 
And uh, the image that I've got, which will be the podcast cover art, is a combination of four different images. So I took, I got my hero splash shot, mm. and then I just spent some time getting shots of the lemons falling around. And maybe I tried to get a couple of extra splashes, and I merged those shots together. And you get like a, a combination shot where you've got like it's got life in the image. Uh, and it's uh, pretty simple to do. And then I just played around with other things. I like just found all sorts of things around the house and go, what else can I splash? <laughs> <laughs> so I got limes and cans and, um, you know, uh, tried a few different things. You could try anything. So I did the, the limes. Uh, I used uh, a remote trigger just to capture those. And it's just you never know what you will get. It's mm. like really interesting and fun. So there you go. It's worth that was, experimenting, um, isn't it? Because as worth, you say, you so never know. Fun. There's that element of you know, unpredictability when you're working with water and splashes. So you're just sitting there going, you get a splash, you go, oh, look at that (laughs) splash. You just get so excited. It looks fantastic. It does. It just brings so much life to any shot. Mm. And, you know, again, if like you could, like I've seen it done. um, I saw uh, a great portrait many, many years ago where, um, uh, a guy was holding a fishbowl and there was a fish in it and then there was the splash and he was just like kind of glancing back to camera and I'm like how cool is that so it's not it's not just limited to um, photographing food and beverages this could be used in portraits as well and sort of like getting splashed. So the first cover mm, I ever shot for a magazine was of um, a guy who was just in his jeans and he's wringing out his shirt, right? So he's topless from the waist up. Mm. He's wringing out his shirt and then I had an assistant just like throwing water across the frame and it was hitting him and bouncing off. And I lit that with flash so I could, um, you know, capture the water. And it, so it, it's not not just yet limited to food and beverages it works for people as well there's a great shot that Annie Leibovitz did that I remember seeing it going oh my god that's amazing with Don Johnson in the surf and he's fully dressed in a suit right and he's standing in the surf and the the wave just crashes behind him and she's frozen all the uh the droplets of water around him so you know Think about that. So, you know, hopefully you can see that you can, um, if that was the, the case and you wanted to create a shot like that of a portrait, then you make sure that you're shooting when the sun's behind the model's back so that you can backlight all the water and you might want to bring in a little dook of light onto their face so that you can light them up and that'll freeze freeze all the motion. So there's heaps of ideas. And if you've done some splash photography and you want to share it, whether it's portrait or beverage or food, I would love to see it. So just um, pop it into the Facebook group, the So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast Facebook group. If you we haven't, would love to check it out. If you haven't already joined, then just search for So you want to be a photographer podcast community on Facebook and we'd love to have you in there. It's free to join because uh, there are some photographers from all over the world and it's yeah. great to see everyone um, and what everyone's up to. Yeah. 
All right, really. Well, that's a great episode, Gina. Some really great tips in there, and I really think and it's just made me really thirsty. <laughs> you want what are you going to have, Val? You've got that new well, Sicilian gin, haven't that's you? Right. Are you going to so get into that? I am What's going like? to get. I don't know. I'm going to get it now, actually. Oh. Um, uh, so Gina's referring to a gin. This is not sponsored. Um, no. Called Mount Etna, I think. Is that right? right? Yeah. And uh, I think no, so. it, it's some. Yeah, it's after a volcano. and Or is it called Volcano Gin? Mount Etna Volcano Gin. I can't remember. It's something to do with Mount Etna. And um, it's being distributed by Calm, who is the uh, lo- lovely lady who um, organises the photographic tours that Gina does in Sicily. But, of course, they're not happening at the moment because of what's happening in the world. But if we can't go to Sicily or we can't go to that part of the world or Europe, we can bring Europe here so I'm going to try some of that gin with uh, some fever tree tonic water, which I have in the fridge. Again, not sponsored, <laughs> but this, <laughs> this um, imagery has just made me thirsty. So, you know. Um, yeah, that'd be good perfect. For... So you're going to do some uh, splash shots then, Val? I'm not going to do some <laughs> splash shots this week because this week I am doing photography, Gina. Oh. And I, but so that's why I don't have time for the splash shots this week, even though uh, it is rainy and a bit splashy outside. Um, so I've, yes, I've organized myself. I'm set up. I'm actually doing some photography of my artwork because, Woo. yes, because a greeting card company in the US is. Uh, wants to use my artwork on their greeting cards. So I need to... Fantastic. Get... So you need to photograph them so that they've got high-res... Yes, yes. ...images that they can use of your paintings. Amazing. That's right. So I'm using doing the that. tutorial I did for I you am. Guys, I'm going... How to photograph got, art. I'm, yes. Yes. And um, hopefully it works out. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That's great. So oh. you're going to do that before or after you drink the gin? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to do it on a different day. <laughs> okay, because it makes for creative photography, but, you know, it's uh, hard to stay focused. Yeah. I think, well, and it I think you'll end up with a wonky photo. Depends how tasty the gin is. I'm sure it's going to be yeah. amazing. You know, put some grapefruit in it. I think it would be beautiful. I don't have any. Oh, yeah, that's you know, right. wander out, Val. Oh, Outside, remember that? <laughs> Yes, I forgot. All right. Uh, We're not like you people in Melbourne. So for people who don't live in Australia, when you live in Melbourne, and I even did the same when I lived in Melbourne because this was the culture there, if it rains, people just go out anyway. <laughs> when it's really cold, people just go out anyway. When yeah, you have to. When well, you'd, like, you'd never leave the house otherwise, When it's Belle. just, you know, so much rain, people go out anywhere. So, which is great if you're an event organiser because you can still count on similar kind of numbers and not a yeah. big drop-off kind of thing. You might have yeah. a little drop-off because the public transport has been delayed or something. But in Sydney... I really pity the event organisers because when it rains in Sydney, <laughs> we're hopeless. We just go, oh, no, you know. Well, <laughs> maybe not everyone, but they, you definitely have a drop-off if you're an event organiser and you have to um, deal with that. Anyway. They run in Sydney as a cat. <laughs> not everyone. Maybe it's just me. All right. Just so you. I am excited about this week's episode. I will be trying it after I do my artwork because I've got a deadline with that. Um, yeah, fair enough. 
and um, it should be really fun. Hopefully I haven't Excellent. eaten all of the lime and all of the, <laughs> you know, all of the produce um, before we do it. Anyway, we also want to be, um, give a big shout out to all the people who have let us know where you listen from. It's so yes. great to see yeah. and, you know, hear from people from all over the world who are letting us know where they're listening. Some of you are long-time listeners. Some of you are new listeners and you're binging and getting through the back catalogue. Um, goodness knows what we've said in the past that we <laughs> are too <laughs> embarrassed about. But thank you so much for joining us because um, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you listeners. Yes. Yes. All right. So true. Gina, where do we find you online? You find me at ginamilitia.com. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm at Gina Militia on all social media. And if you want to take your photography to the next level, I'd love the opportunity to work with you. Just go to uh, ginamilitia.com and click on join the community. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.